Hello, and welcome to Everything Remade, a podcast that I hope is about growth as much as it is about music. I'm your host, Edie Quinn, and we have a great conversation for you today. But first, I'd like to tell you about my Patreon page. At patreon.com slash human machine, for just $3, you can get immediate access to hundreds of pages of comics you don't even have to leave the app for. In addition, there's downloadable PDFs, exclusive playthrough videos, and sneak peeks of music. It's all right there, and it's absolutely the best way to support the show you're listening to right now. Patreon.com slash human machine. And now, on to the show. You're Hearing Alone by Star Funeral, featuring my pal Nikki Esposito on bass, vocals, and guitar. The song comes off their debut album, In the Dark, which you can hear at starfuneral.bandcamp.com. really wanted to play in a band which is really funny um like all i ever did was like i wanted to play music i just wanted to perform i wanted to sing i just remember like making pretend instruments out of like random objects and like performing for my family because that's all i ever wanted to do i think at one point i would make my siblings like pretend to be in a band with me because i just wanted to be in one so bad um i grew up with like my parents just going to shows a lot, like concerts, loving rock bands, loving music. Um, so my dad would always be um, blasting like classic rock music. Um, he actually got me to start playing guitar because he saw um, how excited I was about um, just playing in a band, playing music. He actually took me to like um, the library. Like I know the library is like an ancient thing, I feel like now, but... Oh, I go like all the time. <laughs> yeah. The library, that's awesome. Yeah. That's great to hear. That makes me feel good because I used to go to um, the library like in my town, 
with my dad and we, we would be able to pick out like one thing. Sometimes I'd choose like a CD from a band that I liked or like a book about like music or anything like related to it. And I think he saw that I just like really adored it. So I remember him like taking me to the library and he ended up getting me like um, a VHS of how to like learn how to play guitar, like guitar lessons. So we went back to my house, like my family's house, and he plopped me in front of a TV and gave me this guitar, like an acoustic guitar that I still have today. And he was just like, you're going to learn how to play guitar. And from there, I just kept playing music. And here I am now playing music still. Yeah. How old were you when that happened? <laughs> um, When I was probably like in elementary school. I honestly don't remember the age, but... So it's just like this regular sized guitar and it's just yeah, like, it here, make some noise, have fun. Yeah. yeah. It was like an acoustic guitar. It was pretty tiny, like kind of regular, kind of not. Um, I forgot exactly the name of this guitar though, because uh, it's very interesting. Um, it has like those plastic strings. Oh, on okay. It. Are they um, like cla- classical? Yeah, it was like yeah. more like a classical guitar. It's like very wooden. It's kind of like falling apart, actually, seeing it now, like in my ages of being like 26 years old. But but like I still have it. And yeah. I mean, I have so many other guitars now, but that was like the first one that I was like, OK, I could do this, I think. Does it still hold tune and everything? Is it? Do you yeah, just like, it still holds tune. Yeah. That's awesome. I wish I still had like some of, you know, my earlier guitars or whatever, but you know, for various, various reasons, they are not with me. Um, what, what, um, what, what were like the first, like, you know, you said like, this is kind of something that's been on your mind and, and, you know, part of your like drive for as long as you can remember, but what are the, some of the first, like, songs or bands that really like you know were like okay that's it that's you know this is the thing so i grew up listening to a lot of fallout boy um i remember my sister playing um from under the court tree in in the car a lot when i was younger and i just used to just love listening to that band I remember watching like their videos on Fuse pop up, like MTV pop up. Um, then I started getting into Infinity on High from Plotboy. Um, I did also grow up liking like Panic Disco when they started getting bigger, like on Fuse. Like I used to watch a lot of um, bands on Fuse on like the MTV music channels, and that's where I found a lot of my favorite bands when I was like younger. Um, but then going into middle school and high school, um, I started getting into like bands like Title Fight, Balance Composure, and that kind of like shaped me as a teen into now. Yeah, that's it's. I mean, I think that Title Fight's probably a, a pretty like like I could naturally see that one because like I listen to your album like three or four times today and then immediately i was like you know what i'll listen to now and and it was title fight so it was like i was like let me listen to some of that um that's awesome i love that (laughs) so yeah that was like a 
I mean, like I had heard them, of course, like before I I heard your band, but that was just like the backwards, like uh, you know, um, the backwards like relation in my brain was like it was like oh no no I listen to the, some of that, um, but yeah, it's it's um, you were talking about your parents like like listening to classic rock and stuff like that, like um, so was that like was that an an influence on you as well or or was it just like that was what was there and I feel like I feel like in a way like it was there I never exactly did get into classic rock but I was always kind of surrounded by it since my parents just like really enjoyed it um at one point before I was born, my dad and my mom used to go to a lot of concerts together. My dad, like, was a roadie for some, like, classic rock bands at one point. Like, he just enjoyed live music, just enjoyed going to shows. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just feel like the radio was always playing, like, in my house, just classic rock bands, like, live concerts from artists that my dad really enjoys. I just feel like I was just always kind of around it. Mm-hmm. And maybe I just kind of enjoyed like the vibes of it. I mean, at one point when I was young, my dad started seeing artists that like I started loving. So he would burn CDs for me. Like back then when CDs were like, like burning CDs were a thing mm-hmm. um, of artists. And that like really inspired me. Cause I would just like, he would just burn me a random disc of a band that I found on like fuse or a band that I found on like MTV. And he was like, here's their whole album. You can get into them now. And I just remember like listening to these bands and just getting into them like naturally and just loving like that emo type of music. Mm-hmm. Like I grew up listening to like Good Charlotte, Simple Plan, like when they were big like back then. Bands mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, it's it's wild. Like I I have uh, some children of my own, and it's it definitely like there's. I mean, it's so cool. Like you know, like when when um like maybe this is maybe con like lyrical content this is you know some like people might be like oh you let like you let like your eight-year-old kid listen to that but but like um when crash by charlie came out like i i was listening to it and my eight-year-old was like this is really good and and so we just listened to that for like two months straight like nothing else you know that's so fun i love Um, that yeah because it's just it's so cool like when you're just when you're just when you find something to connect with your little ones with and and you're just like like you like maybe you know it was the case like with your dad or whatever like making the CDs like your dad had the know-how to get the information to like feed that uh that connection between you two and so it was like this special thing that's really great oh Um, yeah most definitely yeah I mean that's like the best thing I guess like your parents shape you like and it was cool like I like I said before like I loved Fall Boy there would always be like news articles in the newspaper of Fall Boy playing a show and he'd like rip out I got some news article and give it to me as like a kid. And I didn't realize I'm a kid, but I was like, this is so cool. But he just was like, I see that you're liking this stuff. So I'm going to just keep like showing you your things that you enjoy. Yeah. Yeah. 
what what was it um initially like you said that you started playing guitar like very young but initially were you drawn to the guitars like or was it or or were was it the song as a whole or vocals like was there a specific thing that really like you know caught your attention um i just actually i loved singing that was kind of like my first thing uh-huh. i really enjoyed singing but then i always just wanted to play play guitar that was always just kind of like a double thing for me like i always felt like i want to sing and i want to play guitar I don't think I was ever like, I just want to sing alone or I just want to play guitar alone. Mm -hmm. I just felt like they came like hand in hand for me. Like that was what I could do. Yeah. I was going to ask, like, if, if you think like, of course you can't like probably accurately say that you made this connection at that age, but it, it, to me, it's always felt like that was the thing where you're like, the guitar player writes a song. So if I want to sing the song, then I might as well just write the song. Yeah, exactly. I I can't remember like when I maybe thought that like cognitively, you know, maybe, maybe, you know, near, near high school or whatever, you know, but, um, but yeah, I think, I think that was, that was kind of, that was kind of it for me. But I mean, for a while I, I, I just, I don't know. I, I had a different idea about uh, singing. I thought like if you couldn't sing like a certain way, then you should just let somebody else do it. But like, I'm glad that since then, like there's there's so much um, like access to to so many different like kinds of styles and stuff that it where it's just like, you know, I mean, I don't know how. I might have thought that you can't be a singer if you can't sing whatever when like one of the first shows I ever went to was like Dead Milkmen, you know, which mm-hmm. is like that's it's barely singing, you know, like and I don't mean that in a derogatory way. What they do is like one of the most original like style of vocals, you know, that that there's there is out there. But like um, it, it's it's just, you know, it's like it just shows that there's like so much difference and then like oh yeah most definitely you know one thing i think about um one thing like that i was noticing about your album or or you know maybe i'm not as versed in the shoegaze like you know um sections of like you know punk and and um alternative and stuff as some others like screamo or whatever but like i noticed that for sure the there's more emphasis placed on where the vocals sit in the mix as opposed to just like uh they're just like buried in reverb you know and and like washed out tails and stuff um yeah is like is that like does that come from how you write the songs? Like, do you, do you think that you write the songs like vocals first, guitar first? Is it, is it a little bit of a, or, you know, a little bit of both or. I feel like I end up writing the guitars first for some reason. And then I end up just coming up with like a melody or like singing and stuff. But I do, whenever I write, make sure, like, 
it's very like vocal like forward mm-hmm. because i feel like that's so important to me i don't know why but i feel like it's just like important like for the vocals to i guess be the focal point mm-hmm. i did play in like another shoegaze when, band when i was younger and um my voice was actually drowned out which is really funny that you say that um and a lot of the times people would be like i cannot hear what you're saying like what are you saying but it was just more like the style like back then like you know you yeah. want to be like edgy you want to be cool like yeah but i think i learned like to be able to make my voice like the focal point and it just becomes like another like add-on like layer to the actual song yeah yeah well i kind of jumped like way into the conversation with that question but it just it just was right there so uh i went for (laughs) it um but you know now that you're talking about like previous bands and stuff um like obviously you didn't start playing in bands like in grade school uh when you you know just started learning or whatever so um how long did you play guitar uh before you were like okay like this is like I'm good enough to find other people to play in a band or like what, like when was that? And what were there like markers in your progression to where you were like, okay, like I'm ready to like start a band with some friends or whatever. So I think I started really taking like actual guitar lessons, probably around like sixth grade, like into middle school, into high school. Um, I think around maybe like my second year of high school was when I was like, I really want to be in the band. I really want to do this. And in my high school, they had like the battle of the bands it was called. And I was like trying so hard to be in the battle of the bands. Like that's all I wanted to do. And I would get, like, a lot of my friends to join, like, these bands, and they would just, like, play instruments for, like, fun or to do whatever. And I'd, like, kind of string it together and, like, kind of, like, make my own songs, and we would play, like, every year. And that kind of just, like, fizzled out. It was more just, like, a one show and then we're done kind of thing. But I started getting, like, seriously into being in a band and being more proactive when I was probably in my senior year of high school going into college, um, I just wasn't really friends with a lot of kids who were my age. I was friends with a lot of like older kids and it was really hard for me to find kids who like the same music as me, who wanted to be in a band, like all these things. So in our, like in Long Island, New York, where I am, there's a group on Facebook called Long Island Musicians and you could basically just like post like, Hey, I'm a guitarist looking to be in a band. Like that sounds like this. And I'm looking for all other members. So I saw one post saying like, Hey, we're looking for a female vocalist who plays guitars and sings. We kind of want to sound like Tiger's jaw, like kind of want to sound like Joyce Manor. And I was like, Oh cool. Like let me hit them up. So I hit them up and there was a couple of other people in the band too. And I was originally supposed to be a guitar and vocalist, but when I was about to go meet up with them, they asked me if I could play bass and sing. So for the longest time, I was actually a bassist 
for a really long part of my life from like senior year of high school into maybe like two years ago I stopped playing bass or like a year ago I stopped playing bass in bands um I just always kind of got pushed to be a bassist in a way after that even though I really wanted to play guitar but I was like willing to make it work because I was like so desperate to be in a band and I was like willing to teach myself bass willing to like do all this stuff because I wanted to be in a band but that first band that I was in who like once sound like Tugger's Jaw and Joyce Manor we were a band for like maybe five years oh, kind wow. of fizzled out um that was like a shoegaze band that i was in um we kind of just like parted ways and then around then too i was in a screamo band and i played bass in the band for a while um what was that band um we kind of i'm trying to figure out what we kind of sound like we were like kind of twinkly kind of um and kind of like emo-y um they were pretty fun to be with, but the band just kind of, like, fell apart. Um, I'm still, like, best friends with them all, like, all of them to, like, this day, but it just kind of, like, dissolved. And then I joined another shoegaze band after that, probably around, like, right before COVID, actually. Um, and I was playing bass, and I was just, like, singing back a vocal for a while, and then kind of just decided to step away from it to do star funeral full-time but mm-hmm. between covid like around that time was when i was also recording um in dark and i don't think i ever really gave myself like the chance to play guitar and like sing in the band so that was kind of like my outlet and i think i realized like what i really wanted to do throughout that time so i ended up leaving that band i was playing bass in and I put bass, like, on the back right now, like, just gave myself a break and just gave myself the opportunity to play guitar and sing and start funeral now. Is this like recordings with these uh bands that you were in during that time or yeah i was doing recording so when i was in like high school um we recorded like an ep um with my first shoegaze band and that was kind of what we just really put out um a lot of guys were kind of like busy with things so it was really hard for us to keep recording music um so we kind of just ended things the next band what was your question? Sorry. What, what was your first recording experience like? Like, what um, was it like? 
one of the band members knew how, like had some gear at home and knew how to, it was that type of situation? Yeah, it was very DIY. Um, My bandmate at the time, the drummer, he actually was going to school for like producing, recording. He would make like beats and things. Mm -hmm. So he was just like, I'm just going to record us. So our first EP was just like very DIY in his living room. And that was kind of it. And so, then, like, no nerves. Like, you you just eased right into that situation. Yeah, I don't think I was, like, nervous to do it because I was in a comfortable environment, like, just with those people. Yeah. And it was just, like, fun. We were just doing, like, in the summertime when we, were, like, had so much time off and we were just, like, record things and demo things. Mm-hmm. And with my studio band, we actually went to a studio and we went to New Jersey with Adam from Gatherers. Oh, I don't okay. know if you ever heard that band before. Yeah, yeah. Um, we recorded with him and that was like my f- first ever experience, um, like being in an actual like studio environment. And it was fun. Like it was like lots of fun. What was that band called? That band was called Summer Homes. Oh, okay. I'm not sure if I've if I've heard that. It's it's one that's the kind of name like if you say that name I'd be I'd I'd get an idea of what y'all probably sound like and I'd be like, <laughs> "Oh, maybe I've heard that, maybe I haven't, you know." Um yeah, I'll I'll is it some of that up, up on Bandcamp? Yeah, we're on like um Spotify, I think. We're on like everything, I'm pretty sure. Oh, okay. Well, pretty sure that I'll we are. Yeah. Yeah. So what was your experience like there? Like when was it did that like rattle you at all or was it just like oh this is so cool like we're at a legit thing and like we're doing this for real kind of thing or um i don't really think it really worried me because at that time the band lost their basis so they asked me to join so if anything i felt like confident like okay like they want me to be in the band like they see something in me so i felt pretty good and we all just had like a really great time like working with adam was awesome it was just always so fun yeah so i was never really nervous but like it's so funny that you asked that now because when i was recording star funeral like my album in the dark i was nervous and that's the only time i was ever nervous to record which is really funny that you're asking that what um what do you feel like the big difference was? Were you, I mean, like, were, were you, were you just like, is it, is it part of the fact that like, this is something that's just like a hundred percent you going in and you're like, so it's like, if this doesn't work, it's all my fault, like kind of thing. Or it, was it just like, oh, this costs a lot of money. I can't, like, waste a lot of time. Like, which kinds of things were contributing to your, like, nervousness? I think I just was very insecure because my first band, we just, like, had a bad falling out. Um, Not going to get too deep into it because I obviously don't want to start problems with people. But that really, like, honestly stunted me um, to play music. Um, I always felt like very meek. I always felt like insecure with 
my music ability after that. Um, so that was a big thing for me that I was very nervous about because of our falling out and things that have happened. I just felt like maybe I am not great. Maybe I am not doing well. Maybe I'm a horrible singer. Maybe I'm a bad musician. Like, maybe I don't know, like, the right way to play things, the right way to write songs. And it was scary for me, like, doing it on my own because I had to get the guts to do it on my own in a way because yeah. I'm just my one person. And I'm playing, like, every instrument on the album, like, except for drums. So that was a big deal for me. Like, I never exactly played guitar in front of people before. I've never played guitar in a band, like, really ever before either. And I was always known as the bassist, always known as, like, the basic bassist and vocalist. But those were things that I was, like, very nervous about. Um, like... My bandmate from Summer Homes, who played drums on the album, his name is Ethan Cutmaker. Um, he was the one who also kind of just took me out of my shell. He was like, "Come on, like please record, like, and if you're gonna record, like I'm playing drums for you, like you know I'm gonna play for you." And I was like, "Are you sure you want to play for me?" And he's like, "Why wouldn't I?" Like, so he was like really hyped, and Billy Menino, who I recorded with at Two Worlds um, Recording Studio. He was also another person who kind of brought me out of my shell. Um, I would always just kind of like tweet or like talk about how, oh, like I'm writing songs. And he was like, please record with me. Like, please come to my studio. And I was just kind of like, I don't know. I'm not sure. And then he was just like, please, like, please just come to my studio. Like, what's the worst that can happen? So I was kind of like, okay. So I went to a studio and they were both kind of the ones who were like talking me out of my like, mine basically they were bringing me out of my shell again and they were like really helping me rebuild confidence that i kind of lost yeah That's... so that was that was a big deal for me which is crazy to even say but it's a very true story they were the ones who kind of pulled me out i mean yeah no everybody needs like you know their their hype team you know like, yeah definitely like um, but yeah, I was going to ask, you know, uh, how, how you wound up like, um, like working with, uh, Billy to produce and record the record. Like, were you, you said you were just like, you were just putting that out into the world. Like, oh, I'm writing some songs. I want to record a record or, or what, or whatnot. Um, but were you like, were you demoing, like, uh, were you demoing stuff? Were you like. Um, were you sort of showing like um, Ethan the the songs as you were writing them? Like, what was the process for like writing the songs and it, sort of like assembling them? Was it just like one by one? So I wasn't honestly really doing demos or showing anyone these songs. Um, like, I've known Billy for years from my past fans as well. So we've just been friends for a long time. Um, like, Ethan, like, been friends for a long time, was my bandmate. Um, so I think it was just more, like, on a whim. They are like, let's do this. Like, let's go record stuff. Like, I see you tweeting that you're making music. I see that you're doing this. I see that you're doing that. Mm -hmm. 
like, please just come into the studio and just like record tracks and songs. And I mean, through my whole life of like youth into now, I've always just like picked up my iPhone, clicked like record and just like wrote random songs, but I've never actually shared them to the world, share them to people. Like I've never had that opportunity or never gave myself the chance to share any of the songs that I've ever made or recorded like on my phone as like a demo. And I guess Star Funeral was like the first time where it became almost like a reality in a way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so were so you so once you had the songs or did you record like sort of like one song at a time so i had all the songs pretty much all together okay um i wrote perfect lies last i think that was like right after we almost finished recording all the songs in the album perfect lies was a song that i just like out of the blue wrote and then I was going back into the studio and I was like, hey guys, I have one more song I just want to add to this album. So I was like, kind of like the last thing that got put together. Mm-hmm. But all these songs were pretty much written around the same time. So it, it wasn't like they were just randomly put together. It was more just like I just had these songs just hanging out in my, in my phone. <laughs> mm-hmm. And were you... Were you getting together separately with Ethan to run through them? Or did was this just like, we'll meet up at the studio, we'll go through the song, we'll track the song? So for pre-demoing, like demoing, we did actually meet up. I think we met up like maybe three times. And I just kind of showed him the songs. We came up with like the structures of everything, like the drumming and like the like just all that stuff and then we made sure that we were all ready to go to demo it at billy's so it was kind of just like quick so you did a like a demo version of the album before yeah we were demoing okay just more like the bare bones it was more just like we were demoing guitar and we were demoing just the drums and that was it Okay, and were you just, like, looking for, like, the right tones there, or? Not even. Honestly, I wasn't even thinking of tones until we started recording. Okay. It was more just, like, we were just kind of getting the songs all together, making sure that they were, like, naturally moving, Um, just kind of showing, like, Ethan, the structure, also giving Billy a structure, like a bare bones of like how the song's supposed to start, how the song's supposed to end. Okay. And so that was like, you, you said, you said that you, that there was seven songs that you demoed like that, but then you tacked the last one on like sort of as you were finishing the album. Yeah. Oh, okay. So the seven songs were all pretty much, yeah, we did demos of it, and then we recorded the songs. And then I just, like, randomly decided to write Perfect Lies, and I don't even think we demoed that one. I think we just recorded it and just went with the flow with it. Yeah, it's like, well, we've got seven to 
like to show that this is working so far. So let's just go for it. Yeah, basically. Yeah. yeah. Um, when, like, like when when you, uh, po- you posted like the first video for the for the album, like the video for Alone. That was um, you posted that a year ago. Yeah. Like um, two years ago, I think. I oh, think okay. it's three years. I just I just saw I just saw like a I just looked on YouTube and it I don't maybe I maybe I said I saw a comment that was a year ago. I'm not sure. Maybe I'm wrong. But I think um, actually I think you're right because I released this song, the video like two years ago, and when we announced the album Count Your Lucky Star Records, and I re-released the video oh, okay. a year ago. So okay. you are so right. <laughs> okay. So, wh- um, so like the the whole album was recorded two years ago, and then is that like the point where you basically start shopping it around, like seeing who's interested in releasing it? So the whole album was recorded, right? Like around the time when COVID started, I think. Oh, okay. So like it was quite for a long April time. Twenty twenty. Yeah, like March, it was April twenty twenty. Like twenty twenty one. It's it's been sitting around for a while. This album. Oh, okay. Okay. And um, like it when when you start when you like released the the first song like that long ago was that because it was part of just like. Like, how, did you already have, like, the label on board at that point when you released it yourself? Like, not when it was re-released or whatever. So or, when I released it myself, I finally got the guts to start releasing my music. So around that time, I was very nervous to release anything. I was still scared. I almost didn't release this album. I almost just, like, went to my grave with me and just... I was like, I'm never releasing this because I was very insecure and just like nervous to put it out. Um, but I had Billy Nathan going, just like put it out, put it out, like what's the worst that can happen. I actually didn't shop it to any labels. I was going to, but <laughs> the three of us kind of came to the decision to just like put it out into midair and just see what goes on. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I did release alone the first time around, I did have counter like stars reach out to me automatically, like out of nowhere. And that's kind of like how it started. And they're just like, Hey, will you sign with us? Like we love this song. Like, do you have other music out? And I sent them my album and they're like, do you want to put out this record with us? And I was like, Oh my god, of course. Like I can't believe this like record labels reaching out to me that I grew up listening to bands on. Mm-hmm. And the time frame of that took a while because of vinyl. So it right. took an extra chunk of time because we had to wait for vinyl.
recorded this album and then you know you're basically like I don't even know you know maybe I don't I'm not so sure I'm gonna like actually show it to the world like release it or whatnot but you did like you didn't I mean when I say like video this is like a, a real video like this isn't like you know uh some some youtube footage edited together this is like professionally shot and everything i do have to take points away for the fact that the 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 microphone was not plugged in and you know why the only reason i i think that's funny is because i um like i have that mic like that's a a mic <laughs> that's that awesome. i've yeah i i've had that mic since like back since being in screamo bands in the 90s and you're just holding one of those sure 50s in your hand and that's awesome. smashing your your dumb face in with it but um <laughs> and and the those things are so, when they're on a stand they're so awkward to plug in like because the XLR butts right up against the stand they're so hard to plug in oh so I it's didn't like, even know that yeah so it's like when you when they're not plugged in you could just like like you don't even have to look for the cord you just like that's not plugged in because it's like they're so weird to plug in but uh yeah um but like you know kidding aside like the video is like it's very nice like it's it's obviously like uh you know it took a lot of time and a lot of like how did you like you're like I'm not really, I don't know. I think this is good, but I don't know if I want, but then you're just like, but I'll make a video. Like <laughs> h- how, how'd you hook up with like the person who did the video? And like, was this like the concept? Like, was this concept brought to you? Was it part of your ideas for the song in the first place? Or how'd all that work out? Um, so when I was, Possibly talking to Billy and Ethan about maybe shopping out the record. Um, Billy was like, you should just do music videos. Like, it might be cool. Like, just do that instead. Like, no worry. Like, like, so I was like, okay, like, I'll just make a video just to see. Because I honestly, with my past other bands, we never really, like, deep dove into being, like, serious as we could be, I guess, if that makes any sense. Sure. So I felt like, in a way, I kind of owed it to myself to at least try to go all in if I can. Yeah, you came this far, right? Yeah. yeah. So that's why I was like, you know what? I'm going to do some videos. So I really admired Ben, who um, did my videos, which is great. Like, he's amazing. Um, he has been doing videos for a while now. I just love his art. I just love his video style. And I just had, like, all these ideas. So I ended up, like, messaging him and emailing him. And immediately he wanted to, like, take it on and help me out and, like, do these videos for my songs. And I brought up, like, the ideas for Alone. I just really wanted to be, like, very, like, kind of vintage kind of not. I just love, like pinup style like type of stuff but kind of not like i just wanted to be like that feel Mm -hmm. um and i really i've never seen it before i think it's called like zigfried girl or something it's like a movie and i just like love the art style of this movie like the outfits like everything about it um so that was like another influence for me and the microphone actually was ben's that he brought 
because it just added into like the vintagey like feel. Yeah, for sure. And I just really also wanted to capture like feeling alone in a crowded room and he just like made it like so perfect. Like everything, all his ideas, like from like my brain, like his ideas, like just like meshed so perfectly with mine and he killed it. Like he made that video so like well, like to a T. Yeah, it's it's really cool. It's it definitely has like the 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 like um fifties prom like experience or something, you know, like yeah. uh, um uh speaking of like, you know, vintage and whatnot, like what a, the the dress that you're wearing, like what is that something that you had or was that something that y- you knew what you were like looking for like how like is that was that your dress already or was that like something i made that dress myself okay Okay. it took like months to make it's literally like a lace dress and i bought like daisy flowers off of amazon and i just hot glued gunned them to like a dress (laughs) okay because it it definitely looked like like a project yeah project yeah, yeah for sure yeah I, I mean i was like if this is like something that you found like how did you find that but but the fact <laughs> that you created it makes a lot more sense because i was just like <clears throat> that's something like if somebody made that like they don't they don't just like you know that doesn't just end up at the goodwill or whatever you know oh yeah it, even if you never wear it again you're like i spent like 60 hours making this or something you know oh, i spent like months making it <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. how like time consuming it was oh my god yeah yeah are they so they're like um they're like the uh artificial like plants like what, what's the what's the right word for like the fake plants they're like the fake plant uh dandelion like or daisy um heads or? yeah like I forgot what they were like called to, but yeah, they're just like literally the fake tops of like daisy flowers. And you just ordered them bulk, like like what is this? Do you know how many is on there? I think over like two hundred came in like a package, but I kept finding myself reordering them a couple of times. You're just like, Like, I need more. Yeah, not done over time. It was pretty insane, like the amount of times I had to rebuy it because when you put the dress on like it stretches so it gives more space and that oh. was like the issue yeah yeah so you so you you're like you put it on and then you're like oh i gotta tack some more in between these two and I yeah gotta, oh i see so you uh, how did you mark that out were you gluing them on to yourself while you're wearing this at some point so yeah, at one point I was gluing them onto myself at one point, like with it on, I think at the video shoot. Oh, even we, all the way up till then. Even at the video shoot. <laughs> yeah. We were gluing them on because there kept being like spaces. And like the night before, I remember like I was staying up to like 3am, like finishing everything up or so I thought finishing everything up. But when we were at the actual video shoot, Things were like falling off and breaking, like between that. So it was, it was a lot. I mean, I don't know if I'll ever do that again to that extent, but it was like fun, and I think it made like the video look really cool. And 
it just like it came out awesome but yeah. it was full for sure yeah yeah that like you know i asked about like were you uh, how were your nerves like recording the album and stuff but i didn't ask like what was shooting the video like like were, were and then then especially you're like got to be sort of like oh i hope this all, all these you know daisy heads don't just start popping off this dress while i'm trying to do this i'll have to have to hot glue them all back on like w was that a stressful situation or was it just like it like we're just we're having fun we're like playing the song and you know singing along with it and stuff like that or i think it was more like obviously like things would fall off of me but a everyone in that video are all like my closest friends so mm -hmm. when something did fall off of me someone would run over and like help me <laughs> it's really funny or like i'd have to be like oh be right back i have to just run to the dressing room really fast and glue more things to me and like <laughs> everyone was pretty much very understandable ben was kind of like chilling like rolling with everything and it was fine like if anything, it was, like, really good vibes, like, good atmosphere, like, and it was just, like, lots of fun. I think I was just, like, so caught up in having so much fun. I don't even think it mattered to me that, like, it was falling apart. I mean, I think it would matter to me if it was falling apart in the video, and I'd be like, oh, shit, like, the fact that this looks like a mess. But I think everything looked good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. what it was <laughs> the magic of editing you know they like oh you know, yeah one can fall off and you you know either cut it again or just like in that part a little earlier um so so then you did it you did do another video and uh it, did ben also do that one in the dark yes okay ben also did that video and so and we actually just did like, it the same day oh really you shot them both the same day yeah, we did alone during the morning time, and then once the um, afternoon hit, we did in the dark. That makes sense. And then, like, it was like, at that point, it's like, look, no more, you know, no more uh, volatile dresses. Like, we're, oh, we're going to yeah. keep this simple. And, um, like, that one is... It, 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 I guess it seems like a bit more like symbolic. Uh, yeah. And uh, but it's like from a from a, a a prop standpoint or whatever, it seemed like much more low key. Was that the <clears throat> was that the idea going into that one? Was just like, look, we're gonna sort of like have this sort of symbolism with the uh, the like characters, as it were, in the. Um, video and and the uh like the the picture frame you know motif that is very strong in there like was it just like we're gonna do something a little more symbolic like less prop heavy stuff like that i think so i mean when i was explaining i guess my vision to ben i was just kind of like i really want to emphasize like Body, body dysmorphia I really want to use mirror so badly like because the song just kind of like symbolizes like my fear of mirrors um and I just wanted to kind of like show like I'm stuck in like facing all these mirrors like um so that was like a big deal to me and which is cool at the studio that we did the video at they had like these 
super large like ballerina mirrors with wheels under them and we were able to just like shape them into like weird positions at one point i think we're in like a box um so it created like all these illusions so it was really simple but in a way it was like super artistic the way that ben did everything yeah yeah i didn't mean to imply that it was like less oh my god no i'm not saying that Um, at all to you i promise yeah. yeah um yeah that which you the the thing that you said about like the mirrors and stuff like i i i was wondering you know um earlier i was i had planned on asking something to this extent anyway um but i think that in relation to what you said about the mirrors i'm even more curious to hear because when you released the singles, like you had individual out- artwork for each one of the singles and all mm-hmm. the singles is like, there's different backgrounds and whatnot, but it's kind of just like a picture of, you know, of your face. So like, yeah. <clears throat> was this in part, was this like you trying to take some like control over uh, those feelings that you said, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, like, was that part of you, like, trying to take control over those feelings of dysmorph, you know, dysmorphia or, or, or whatever? Or, like, was that more about, like, projecting, like, a brand for the band or a little bit of both? I think it was more just kind of trying to explain, like, my myself if it makes any sense like okay the songs all have like different topics um i definitely want to showcase like each mood okay. with like, the songs like with hold so i did kind of just come up with like the concept of just always having a picture of myself in like a situation in a way uh, okay after those moods um i also really like that artist Caroline Polacek. I don't know if you ever heard of them before. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. I just, like, really like her artworks, and it's a lot of it's, like, her, and she's doing, like, random things, like, in each artwork, and it correlates with her videos, and, like, that was something that I was kind of like, you know what, I kind of like that. Like, that was another thing that I kind of want to just put in my artwork, like, that type of vibe. Yeah. Yeah, I was... Like, I I was just assuming, like, that, you know, because um, because it is more or less a solo project, like, but it is a solo project with a band name. So, like, sometimes, like, that's the way an artist, like, like, establishes, like, yes, this, this project is called Star Funeral, but obviously you can see because, like, I you know, my face is on these singles or my face is on the album that this is more or less, you know, my, my thing or whatever. Um, Mm -hmm. but yeah, you, you know, um, you definitely did have like, uh, very like now, you know, that you mentioned that, like there, I can't remember which one it was in, in specific, but there was, um, one where, like two of the singles were more similarly like uh focused and one of them was like sort of it was like a little more off kilter and um 
yeah, I don't know. I'd have to go back and like uh, look at that and 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 think like, oh, okay, like now I can tell like why that might be because this song is more about this kind of thing, you know, or whatever. But um, yeah. So <clears throat> uh, now that the album is out there and like people are responding to it and everything, like how do you feel about like all that apprehension that you had when you were like, I'm not really sure if, if I'm gonna, uh, if I'm gonna put this out there or not. Um, I think I'm feeling more confident in a way, which is weird to even say that I'm saying that. Um, part of me feels like putting out this album is like healing to me if the, that's funny to even say, but I feel like putting this album out was more like a healing process for me personally. Um, just because a lot of these songs, I felt like I was like holding in all these feelings I had and I just like put it out there and I was very nervous to put all of this out and I was never going to release it, but I think after releasing it now, I'm learning that everything's okay. Um, I'm feeling confident a little more, and I feel like it's been getting so many like positive reactions, which is insane for me to even like think like I would have never expected that to even happen. And everyone's just been so nice and so like amazing to me. Um, so right now I'm, I'm feeling good and I feel like I am giving myself that time to just like heal from a lot of things that I was just holding on to, which is a very positive thing, I think, for me yeah. <laughs> in a way. <laughs> for sure. Um, so like with all that said, like uh, is this like are, are you at the point now where you're like, okay – it's time to write some more songs or like, are you just sort of, um, <clears throat> just sort of like trying to stay in that, like, um, are you just trying to enjoy that, that release while, while that's there? Or is it just like, okay, we're already working on the next thing. Um, well, actually after we recorded the album, I did write a bunch of songs and they're just sitting in my phone currently um, <laughs> like, as like demos. Um, and they're kind of like almost the tail end of what in the dark is. Um, but after I recorded, like I just, I wrote some songs and I put it in my phone and then I think, months went by and then I just kind of stopped writing for a while even like now I feel like when I try to pick up like a, a guitar and like write I feel like I find myself having like writer's block um and I'm having a hard time just like writing in general but I also don't want to pressure myself to write more songs just because I put an album out mm -hmm. like a part of me feels like I want to soak in and like reap the rewards in a way like and take that in just yeah. because it's finally out and I've been sitting on this album forever, it feels like. It's like been a chunk of my life. And a part of me also feels like 
oh my god i need to start writing more songs or like i need to start doing things and i feel like within time i'll be able to do that again i mean i'm definitely planning on recording more music soon that's definitely something that's going to be happening it's just more like when i'm ready i will do it i think and that was my conversation with nikki esposito Thank you so much, Nikki, for taking the time to chat with me and for deciding to share your album with the world. Until I pick a new intro for the show, I've decided to start sharing various songs from my body of work over the years. Maybe you heard lots of songs that I've written, and maybe this is the first one. Either way, this song is called A Muse For You, and it's by DeFacto in Scripture, which is off of our first release, What Happens Happens. Thanks for letting me share it with you. Until next time, take care and do good things.